With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. It'll be a little special in college because I really never got to start with Khalil, but but whenever he's on the field with me, you know, if it, I don't even think about that. We're just playing ball, but it'll definitely be a, just kind of a, a moment out there just starting out the game together. Uh, it'll be awesome. Um, it, it's even more awesome to know that I, uh, I earned it and, you know, the coaches felt um, like this was the, you know, the best position or uh, group. But it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we're all playing, but, you know, to start my first game, it's, it's really awesome. Um, you know, it took five years, but, you know, I'm a team guy. You know, wherever they can put me, wherever I can help, that's just where I'm going to be. And, you know, I'm just ready to play, play with my brothers. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus. That were his twin brothers, Carlos and Khalil Davis, as Saturday will mark the first time ever in their five-year Husker careers that they will start a game together, which is hard to believe because Khalil Davis actually has never started a game at Nebraska, despite the fact he was voted the defensive lineman of the year. Um, he had he was a backup last year behind both Ben Stilley and Freedom Akamaladu, and so um, they officially named him the outright starter. There's not even an or with Khalil and Stilley this year. Yeah, it was kind of surprising a little bit. Which they did give Ben Stilley a black shirt, so um, they're, they're still – technically kind of both starters but I don't know Nate I mean you've known the Davis twins and, and their story as long as anybody just having them start a game together I mean is that gonna kind of give them another just I mean I feel like they thrive together when they're on the field at, at the same time oh yeah I mean I think they do definitely feed off of each other um, you know going back to watching them in high school uh, they were definitely uh, always in sync and, and playing off one another in, in high school and, and a force to be reckoned with there at Blue Springs High School, um, you know, as, as you can imagine. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see them on the field at the same time. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about it is defensive line coach Tony Tuioti basically said, you know, there's when, when he looks at his defensive line, he's got six guys uh, that are all basically starters in his mind. So the depth chart is, you know, can kind of be a little misleading uh, because all six of those guys are going to play an awful lot. Uh, they're all number ones in his mind. Yeah, that's why, you know, it's cool that he's able to get that start. But you mentioned the or, no or with Stilly. I don't – I think that's just probably maybe an oversight. Like, he, he is a black shirt. He's going to play a ton. They're going to rotate a ton. And like Nate said, they got six guys that they consider starters at this point. And um, you could probably even say there's a couple guys that are working their way into that mix uh, for playing time as well. So they're in a very good spot on the defensive line, but certainly a cool deal for the Davis family to get those guys to, to start a game for the first time in five years. And I'll be really intrigued when the snap count numbers come out um, following the game just to kind of get a better idea of of the rotation. I mean, I could see it being like two series on, two series off type of thing, but I think that top six, the Davis brothers, the Daniel brothers, Ben Stilley and DeAndre Thomas, it's going to be – 
a fairly equal effort, whether it's 30 to 35 snaps a piece for, for those guys. And then you might get a Ty Robinson. You might get a Jakeem Green, a Casey Rogers that kind of rotates into that game later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, that's the thing that's going to be really interesting is that that next wave, how do they factor in? Because I, I agree, I think it's going to be really even with that top six group. Um, you know, especially with you know the, the brothers, and so, and they also take into account all those guys can play multiple positions, and so depending on situation, uh, you know, they might still move guys around with the same grouping. I mean, they could move one of the Davises inside or, or whatever it may be, and then the Jakeem Green factor I think is probably as interesting as anything. I mean, that that guy uh, he came in with a lot of hype for for good reason, and so how long is it going to take him? to continue to climb his way up that depth chart and maybe supplant the guy for a starting job when all said and done. Yeah, and I don't think he's too far off. He's he's not there yet uh, by any means, but um, he's making up a lot of ground. I know they've got a, a plan in place and, and where he's been not only obviously been practicing, but he's been getting extra work in with one of the defensive line GAs and um, you know doing all sorts of extra work uh, before school started to, to kind of close that gap as much as possible, and especially with, with Duvall and, and getting that his conditioning um you know right because that was probably the one of the bigger things holding him back but um and and what's interesting too is I mean I think we're going to see some even fronts you know obviously they're going to uh, the three four is is their base, but I think we're going to see you know some some four two looks. five yeah some some four three wh- whatever and and a lot of those guys outside of the Daniels brothers um, you know Tuioti was talking about you know a lot of those players he's got no problem sliding them in and, and playing defensive tackle or yeah. they can play in. Carlos Davis started at defensive yeah. tackle exactly so um, the the flexibility there is is really pretty rare yeah they still almost have better parts to be a four-man front than a three-man front. They, they've improved. I mean, this is the best three-man front personnel Nebraska's had on the defensive line since they've gone to the three-man front. Um, but I still believe like the Davis twins in a 4-3 would be much better uh, because they fit that style. But having Darian Daniels now and Damian Daniels, they at least have two legitimate nose tackles for a 3-4. Yeah, I mean, they got depth aplenty up front. And you pair that with the issues um, with the linebacker depth, particularly inside, it makes a lot of sense to do more four-man fronts. Play to your strengths. I mean, you get those guys on the field, save some wear and tear on Colin Miller, Will Honus, Muhammad Berry, uh, and, you know, I mean, maybe just adapt to, to your situation a little bit because um, the drop-off after those top three at inside linebackers probably as big of a concern as there is on the defense, in my opinion. I mean, they just they don't have anybody. I mean, they got young, unproven. Joey Johnson's your fourth right yeah, now. Yeah, and so – And he's been hurt for most of camp. Exactly. And so they're in a real tough spot that – you know, you got to keep those guys fresh. You know, you need all three of those guys to make it through a full season. And so uh, I think that, you know, mixing up some looks a little bit could help uh, take down the snap counts while also giving that depth on the defensive line more opportunities. Yeah, that's probably one of the bigger things or bigger questions I have um, on defense is just how often are they going to switch between a, an odd and an even front, um, you know, because they've been talking about it. And, and I know that's been one thing they've they've been telling recruits, too, is, is that they're going to be pretty multiple up front with, with their alignment. So, um, you know, it's something that I'm, I'm definitely going to look for. And um, But also, you know, how much are they going to give away? You know, how much are they really going to put on film? For Colorado. Um, yeah, for Colorado. You know, how much, you know, they're going to switch back and forth. So um, it's, it's kind of a – it's an interesting uh, dynamic there. Especially with Colorado having a new staff with Mel Tucker and, and they're just trying to get things figured out. I mean, the last thing you want to do is give them any kind of early prep stuff that could help them um, 
where you know a new staff coming in that hasn't worked together. I mean, you throw some new stuff out like I mean, that could really get them on their heels. Yeah, and especially with what South Alabama. I mean, there's going to be some similarities to what Nebraska saw last year uh, with Troy because I think their OC was a staffer at Troy last year, uh, and so I mean, you know, they're they're gonna. Nebraska's probably going to be a nickel and dime a lot uh, just with the, the formations they're going to run, and they're going to play a lot of up-tempo. So a lot of subs, a lot of, you know, uh, pass defensive-oriented for formations uh, to hopefully save some of the wear on that linebacker crew. Yeah, that outside linebacker position I'll be watching closely just to see if the production is there as far as tackles for loss, pass rush, quarterback hurries, all of that stuff. Alex Davis, I mean, they've put so much hype on this guy. What will he look like? Can JoJo Dolman be a true linebacker? Caleb Tanner. Caleb Tanner, yeah. the gains he's made. The outright number one. And why has Tyron Ferguson dropped to a number mm-hmm. two, a co-number two that for that matter, with Garrett Nelson? So there's a lot of things I'll be curious about outside linebacker as well. Yeah, I'm, you know, Alex Davis, I want to see what the hype's all about because we've been waiting a long time for Alex to, to be that guy. You know, he's he's looked the part for a long time, but uh, the results on the field have not been there. So he's definitely someone to watch. But Caleb Tanner is definitely about as intriguing as it gets. I mean, this, this is a guy that kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. But remember, he was thrown into the fire right away last year as a true freshman. So this staff has had high expectations uh, basically since he's arrived. And now he's bigger, stronger, faster than he was a year ago. And he won the job outright over a more seasoned guy like Tyron Ferguson, um, who got a lot of you know praise in his own right. So can Caleb Tanner and Alex Davis, some combo of that, provide the pass rush off the edge that has lacked for so many years in this defense? Yeah, I think people forget that Caleb Tanner was a Georgia commit at, at one point in time coming out of high school. Um, and then last year, playing as a true freshman, he was barely over 200 pounds out there playing. And so, um, you know, one thing that DeWitt did mention is that Doman and Ferguson uh, very well could have been black shirts. And, and you know, the, that uh, depth chart of outside linebacker is going to vary week to week depending on what type of, uh, you know, personnel they're going to be facing that week. All right, when we come back, we're going to bring Husker online intern Mike Wheeler into the show as we'll take your questions here heading into South Alabama in the mailbag. That's next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.